Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I am here with my roommate and friend, Emily Holmes. You guys already know who she is because she just spits wisdom. (laughs) And she is back. We are doing 25 lessons that we've learned by the age of 25. And I feel like we might end up going over 25. More than likely, knowing how we are. Also, um, hello, everyone. I'm so yeah, honored to be back. Welcome back. Okay, so we got I got the Spotify wrapped, you guys, and I was telling Emily recently that the episode, I guess that was the last one you came on. Yeah. One of the, the episode that we did together on, like, red flags and biggest icks in people mm-hmm. was one of my most popular episodes of 2022. So, first of all, love that. We loved it. That was a fun episode. That was so fun, and also, like, so many men... We're in Emily's DMs being like, <laughs> this was so great. Like, thank you for teaching me. I had a lot of my guy friends come up to me and they would tell me, and the icks were at the, like the end of the podcast. So they would be like, oh my gosh, like this ick you said. And I was like, wait a second, you so guys that means listened? You listened the whole, the whole episode. Yeah. Which they honestly should have. As they should. Um, so that was a really fun episode. We have a little wine here. It's a little wine night episode again. Yeah. And... We're just going to go through the lessons that we've learned and, like, talk about them. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of them probably revolve around, like, relationships and friendships, but, like, I don't know. We'll see. Just some overall, like, life stuff, too, that I feel like you can apply to every... Overarching... Themes. Themes. There you go. I sound like we're in AP English right now. Me too. Hopefully we pass. Also, I don't know why my voice is going in and out, but um, if that happens, just ignore it. So, I was on the phone yesterday, and I started to realize that my, my voice was going out. I also feel like it's going out now. Is it because we screamed at the concert? Well, we woke up the next day. Both really, like... Yes. Yeah. Also, shout out Haley Joel. Shout out Haley Joel. You really were fantastic. Um, Haley Joel is a gem, and if she's listening, we love you. She came on the podcast twice, so you guys probably know who she is, but such good music. Mm-hmm. Um, got Emily hooked on her. I thought that was so cute that you were like... You got Thank me, you for yes, getting me through, through my, my breakup. breakup. Because you saw, like, her genuine reac- reaction of being like, oh my yeah. god, what? And she did. Like, she was in my Spotify wrapped. Like, top songs. For so sure. So good. She's so freaking good. So, I think we screamed our little hearts out of the concert. We but did. also, like, did we scream, like, later at night in the bar? Like Probably. More than likely. Also, very cool venue. Songbird in D.C. Yeah. Like, we... I don't venture over to that part of D.C. as often. I wish we would, because there's some really cool spaces. Yeah. But it was, like, a more intimate venue, and I, they probably do a lot of, like, live shows. I know. I liked it. I did, too. It was, it was definitely like a smaller space, but it was really cool. I've yeah. never been there. You don't often get to, like, see live music like that. No. And they're definitely Very up intimate. and coming. So, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of cool that we were there at the beginning. I, know. I think so. I'm excited for her specifically. And that other guy was cool, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have him on the pod. I kind of brought it up. We'll see. Anyways, okay. I'm going to let you start. You're my guest. Start off with the first one you wrote down or, like, whichever one you feel like starting off with, and we'll just go from there. Also, a little background of how we, like, kind of came up with this. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like I just want to preface that, like, I feel like a lot of these lessons I've learned in the past, like, two to three years. Four years? Have we been four years out of college? This is our fourth year out of college. I don't want to talk about it. That's really upsetting. Um, anyways. Wow. Yeah. No, every, like, Snapchat memory I get, and I'm like, okay, that was senior year, four years ago. Cool. It's humbling. But I feel like, yeah, so I have developed a lot of these in the past couple years. I feel like nobody really talks about the transition from college to, like, adult life and, like, 
how big of a transition that is, how much change yeah. you go through, and then, like, how many lessons you have to learn in, like, the upcoming years. So, I think that that's where a lot of us have come from. But anyways. No, I think that's a great point. Yeah. So, just want to preface that. Also, still learning. If that is, that no. may be the biggest lesson that also, I will it's say. it's not Always. like we've, like, <laughs> we have not figured anything out. We've just, mm-hmm. like, these are really mm-hmm. big themes that we've grabbed, and we're just still figuring it out. Yeah. Just maybe, I guess I can kind of start where all of this, like, came from. This is some, like, the therapy piece? Yeah. Maybe. This is something I've wanted to mention on Elena's podcast, because I feel like we're in a generation now where we're more open and talking about this, but it's always something that I advocate and I talk about, like, all the time with everyone, because I think it's something that should be normalized. But therapy. Mm-hmm. Therapy will change your life, and that's where a lot of these have also come from, is just, like, perfect what was that perspective but so I'll start with that at first um when I first moved here was when I really was like wow I need to maybe figure some stuff out I just didn't really feel like myself I was going through a lot of different things wasn't really sure how to handle it because that was the first time that I had really dealt with that in the way that I was dealing with it um so first lesson it's okay to not be okay and to ask for help I feel like so many people try to deal with their own problems, like, on their own, and it gets to a point where, like, sometimes you just need that outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then along with that it is you have to be responsible for your own growth and development. So that's a really big thing because I think a lot of people like to project some of their own problems on other people. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, like, this is, this is a rough one. I said it. Same. I said it earlier. But one of the hardest things that you kind of have to accept is um, you have to be in charge of fixing yourself, even if you weren't the person that hurt you in the first place or the situation. And I think that that actually really empowers you and is very freeing. So that's been something that I've learned, especially recently, is that like I felt very empowered through my therapy journey. And I think that a lot of other people that I've spoken to have as well. So yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to start this one out. What a great way to start this off. I think it's really tough with the first thing you said. It's, like, it's okay to not be okay. A lot of us, including myself, have tried to, like, self just, not self-diagnose, but just, like, okay, just figure it out and, like, you're fine. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. And, like, downplay a lot of, like, my issues. Yeah. And that's, like, what a ton of people do. It's, like, I'd rather not burden someone else with my problems. That's what they would think. First of all, talk to people about it just like your friends and just like be open because then that way you're understanding like okay wait maybe I'm not the only person that's like feeling this way but also therapy is a great resource like Mm -hmm. it's really life is not an easy thing to deal with there's a lot of like obstacles that you're gonna that are gonna come your way and it's not like you can just figure it out on your own by yourself all the time yeah like yeah like maybe little hiccups like okay fine like that was a rough one like let's get through it like by yourself that's fine but there are some things it's like you need the outside perspective yeah. to be like, hey, this is, like, maybe what's going to help you. Like, I think that's a really important thing because a lot of times people just, like, including myself, say, I'll just figure it out on myself, by myself. It's fine. And kind of along that same note is, like, you can't ever force someone to get help. That's not your decision to make. Like I said, it's your own personal journey to get there. But also, like, a lot of people, I feel, try to be other people's therapists as well. Like, they try mm-hmm. to, you know, solve other people's issues and problems because they want to be there and help. But I think that that's just going back and being, like, really focused on understanding that... This is actually another one, but I'll kind of bring it in. That you will never understand 
or be able to control someone's actions and emotions because you are not them. Mm. So that is like a really important thing to realize because you will spend so much time in a lot of situations in life that can go for career situations, but mostly relationships where you're wondering why people are doing the things that they do, but you can't, you'll never be able to understand. So it's really important to be their support, but don't try to be their therapist either. Like it's a growth decision that they have to make themselves and come mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And so that's also been a, a very big one for me. This was like kind of going off of one that I had, but it's like, you can't fix someone. And that kind of goes with it. Oof, it's like, yeah. you can't, like, you can do your best to be there for them, be supportive, kind of guide them in a way, depending on what the situation is. But you're never going to be able to change or you're never going to be able to fully fix somebody Yeah. ever. Like, there's no circumstance where, like, you can do something and that person in front of you is going to be a different person because mm-hmm. you did that. There's just, like, no way. And maybe temporarily, like they change a situation, like they change their behavior, but there's not a permanent fix and you can do all you want, but there's just no way that you can ever do that. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to not like waste all of your energy or put all of your time or eggs into one basket thinking that like you're going to be able to do that when you just, you won't be able to. Yeah. That's a hard conclusion to come to in a lot of situations. And it's so crazy because you feel like you know that like, yeah, like Rachel sitting right here with us. Love her. Shout out Rachel. But like, I feel like I've gone through situations, like, again, like, I've really worked on, like, self-development and growth, but, like, I'm still in situations, still working on it now, where it's, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people that are empathetic or, like, really care for others, their first response is going to be, like, let me help, let me try to fix this situation, and it's a really hard lesson to learn to be, like, I need to take a step back and realize, like, this is a decision they have to make in the end for it to be the best decision for themselves, and for you as well, because you will just... You will tire yourself out trying. Uh, yeah, it's almost like you're just going to keep going and going and going and trying and trying and trying until you're just, like, completely out of it. And yeah. it's, like, even then it's hard to still come to the conclusion of, like, I can't do this. I yeah. can't be the one to help them. Exactly. It's a really, like, tough conclusion to come to. Um, That was a really great way to start off. I'll say it. Okay. I have one here. Your happiness is dependent on you and only you. Um, the same thing ran down. You are the only person or you're the only one responsible for your happiness. Yes. So this has come into my life multiple Mm -hmm. and multiple, multiple Mm -hmm. scenarios in relationships in a friendship, just in overall life. Um, and I think it's like one of the most important things that I like try to live by. Yeah. I never, it took me a while to like really figure this one out, but like I will never depend on anybody else for my happiness. I know that I'm the only one that can make myself happy. Yeah. And like, sure, I get happiness from my friends. I get happiness from you guys. I get happiness from multiple things, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to depend on those things. So I was in multiple relationships that I was like really putting everything into and then still feeling like garbage. Yeah. And so... That was a hard conclusion to come to, to be like, wait, why am I in this if I still feel like crap? And, like, how can I get myself out of this place? Or, like, a friendship. I'm like, why am I still feeling like I'm giving so much to this person and then I still feel like this? Like, Mm -hmm. how can I make myself happy regardless of this situation? And I think that's a tough... All of these are going to be, like, tough conclusions to to come come to to, and, like, tough things to like really look in yourself like look at yourself in the mirror and be like I have to be the person to do this like mm-hmm. I have to be the one so I feel like 
I don't know how to like give advice and how to do that, but it's just one of those things that you have to at least acknowledge and say yeah. like, okay, this is a scenario. Like this is, this situation right now is not good for me. So let's recognize that number one. Mm-hmm. And then number two, what's the step that I can do to first get myself out, like to pull myself out of this funk. And then like from there, it's just kind of figuring out like what does make you happy. And then like, I don't know. Cause I feel like that kind of also differs for everybody, but I, to know, to like tell yourself like, okay, I'm the only one that can make myself yeah, happy. Yeah. That's the most important thing. And I do make myself happy. I think exactly. eventually like at the beginning, like it, that's a hard statement to say. Yeah. Especially if you're not, if you're not versed in sitting alone and being okay with being alone. I think that's one of the um, best qualities that you can have as a person is being okay with alone time and being okay with like being, being okay with, with alone yourself. time. Yeah. And that's like, and that falls hand in hand with like, once you're able to kind of really sit with yourself sit with your emotions and be okay, you will really be able to figure out like, okay, what in this life makes me happy? Mm-hmm. How can I do more of that and less of the other things that are taking away from me? I think also with that, like, and I actually might've already written this down as a different one, but in case I didn't, um, I think it's also really important to know that or to not distract yourself mm-hmm. when you're like, I think oh, yeah. I did write this down, so maybe I won't say it, but Vaguely, I'll just say, like, to be able to sit with yourself and to be able to, like, sit with the emotions is mm-hmm. really important. So, but yeah. maybe we'll wait in case I did say it. And go, I literally had the same thing written down, just in a little bit different. I was like, one, no relationship will determine your happiness and worth unless oh. you let it. Mm. And if you, and that, again, it's all about Because it's mindset. a choice. Yeah. And it's a choice and it's, like, an understanding within yourself. Exactly. Good. And then I can kind of go off the Yeah, the I did difference. write, it. I did write that one down. Well, I'll just say really fast. So I did write down, don't run from the issues. Learn to sit with yourself and reflect on it. Pushing it down and suppressing it will only make things worse. 100%. So, because like, and I've dealt with this personally where I'm someone that, and I've grown out of it, but I was somebody that like was a very like sugar coaty kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to accept the fact that I was upset. Like I was like, oh, if I'm sad, then like I failed. Yeah. Or, like, if I'm, like, not happy in this relationship, I failed. Like, this sucks. Like, I can't tell anybody, mm-hmm. which is a terrible way to think because it doesn't mean that you failed anything. It just maybe means that, like, number one, you have to work on something in relationship. Number two, like, maybe that relationship isn't for you or benefiting you in any way. Regardless of the situation, like, you have to be able to look at that issue, like, head on and say, like, okay, is this an issue that I can deal with or figure out how to fix? Or is this an issue that, like, isn't necessarily fixable that I had to just leave. But it's, like, only going to make things worse. And I've learned within myself that, like, if I do suppress it, it's only going to come out so much worse. Mm -hmm. Like, pushing it down and pushing it down, one day I'm going to explode. I'm going to pop, and it's not going to come out right, or it's not going to be good in any regard. So it's, like, deal with it head on. Like, now I'm a very much, like, if there's an issue. Yeah, like, emotion is so normal. We are all human. So it's, like... You can grieve the emotion if it's bad emotion. Like, just because you have anger or you have sadness or you have something like that, like, that doesn't mean it has to be negative. Like, it can still produce it's like, a it's positive not a bad experience. Thing. Yeah, like, exactly. Definitely sit with it and figure out, like, what does, what do these emotions mean to you and why do they mean what they do? Yeah. And then go from there. And I think that that, like, actually segues. You guys hear me say this all the time. This was one of the biggest ones I've learned this year. I'm ready. Just like you said, like, 
if I'm sad, that means I failed or something like that. Mm -hmm. And just as we think, you know, anger is bad or this is bad. We think we do this all the time. I feel like humans just do this. Like the world is not black and white. Like we are all way too intricate for that. There are so many shades of gray. So don't categorize things necessarily as good or bad. Like figure out actually like what is happening and like what's going on. Like there's just, there's way too many levels. There's way too many layers, I guess, not levels. Layers Mm -hmm. is what I was looking for. So it's just like, that's been a really big thing for me because I would always, I would always say like someone was a good person or a bad person. I mentioned this on the last podcast, but like once you kind of change that and you really see like, okay, how are my table analogies? Like that, like that goes back to the table analogy from the last podcast. Like once you actually start looking at people in situations for what they're bringing to your table, instead of just saying like, oh, they're on this side of the spectrum or they're on this side of the spectrum, like you will actually start to see realistic experiences as they are versus like what you're kind of romanticizing them to be, which I think can be very dangerous sometimes. 1000%. So yes. Wow. Won't go too deep to the table analogies because we've already hit that but one. But the table analogy is so good and all of us have used it so many times since you've like brought that into our lives, Rachel included. Get Rachel ready. literally just brought it up like last week. There's going to be like seven more though, so get excited. I love I a good love, analogy. I love an analogy. Yeah, no, we live for the analogy. Shout out my dad for that one because he just really spoke in his mind. Shout out to Wayne if you're listening. Is he listening? I don't know Maybe if he knows we'll how to work. Maybe we'll send it to him. He actually knows how to work like Spotify and Apple Music. Let's send him the link. That'd yeah. be hilarious because now we're saying his name on air. Oh, I have like a whole one just just on him. Oh, beautiful. So. My next one I have, these are like not even in the order that I read them. I'm just kind of like skimming through them now, but let people show them their true, let people show them their true colors and then believe them. Yes. This one is a tough one. I think even to this day, it's still a hard one to kind of deal with, but it's something that I still try to like keep myself aware of. You're going to meet so many people in this life that could feel like really good people. Yeah. And then a scenario is, scenario is going to happen where you're like, well, that was fucking weird. Like, why'd they say that? Or why'd they act like that? And then you kind of maybe will brush past it because you're like, oh, no, they're a good person. Good like, you person. literally just Like, said. you'll give an excuse. You'll be like, You'll There's make no their way. excuses. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. But I think it's important to be like, no, no, no. If they've done that at least once or twice... Let's, like, acknowledge that, Mm -hmm. that they did that. And let's maybe, I don't know, reflect on them as a whole. Do we want that person in our life if we're questioning their actions? Do we want the person in our life if we're questioning their friendship to us? If if we're questioning their, if you're in a relationship with them, like, their love for you? Like, I don't know. I think if you're, this is another one I have, but I don't know if, I'll just say it. Yeah, just go for it. Trust your gut because it's never wrong. I think... Trust your intuition. Yeah, like... Always. If you're looking at a person and you're like, wow, that person has said X, Y, and Z. Weird, they did that. Are you about to go make an excuse for them? Why are you about to go make an excuse for them when your gut is telling you that that's not a great person? So let's figure out, like, that whole situation. Mm -hmm. I think it's just important because it's like you don't have to keep everybody in your life around all the time. If there's someone that comes into your life that isn't benefiting you in any way... Or giving you drama or giving yeah. you negativity, then you don't need to keep them around. Exactly. That's a especially when we were younger. I, I just feel like you're always like, I want, I want more friends, or like I want the boyfriend, and I just want it to have it. It's like you grow up and you realize, like, no, no, no. Like I need good people in my life, and if that's like three 
people. Quality over quantity. It's quality over quantity, one thousand percent. I think you learn that as you grow up, so it's a hard lesson to learn. Because, like, this is something, like, people grow, but you may not grow in the same directions, Mm -hmm. and that's completely okay. And so, like, this is kind of, to say one, I have, like, two that kind of go off of this, but the first thing is, what you're saying is, like, if they're not people that should be in your life, or if it's not a situation that should be in your life, because, like we said, this can be applied to so many different segments of your life. It can be career, relationships, even family. Like, sometimes we forget about that, like... Even with family, and this is where my next one comes in, setting boundaries applies in every single aspect of life. And that does not make you mean. It's protecting your mental health and your Mm well-being. So you have to figure out, like, what boundaries are important for you to set. And I think that specifically from experience from friends and everyone that I've talked to, like, sometimes the hardest boundaries you can set are either one with your friendships or two with your family because you kind of forget like, oh, just because they're family, like I don't have to set a boundary, but like that's completely okay because we're all different people. We have all different emotions, but it's okay to set boundaries in every aspect of your life. The family one is definitely a tough thing to like kind of wrap your head around because it's like you're okay. Well, we're related, like we're family and like that's that. I just deal with it. But like you can set a boundary. doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Yeah. Just set the boundary to protect yourself. And again, boundaries, I feel like sometimes just get, like, a not rap. a bad rap, but, like, yeah. it kind of sounds like a very harsh situation. I agree. And that does not have to be the case. No. Sometimes it can be, but it doesn't have to be. And then another one that I have, like, going off kind of, like, friendships and, like, people in your life and outside of your life. Shout out Dana. Dana's, love Dana. Dana's my therapist, but, like, love her. Literally, she's my guardian angel on earth. Um, she gave a really great analogy to me once and it was just so amazing in the sense of friendships, especially as you go into your adult life. And honestly, it can uh, apply in any phase of life, but really adulthood because we all go through different phases at different times. Mm -hmm. Think of your life as a bullseye. The inner circles are the people that you are closest with. And then outside circles are kind of like, you're still friends, but you may not be as close or they may be growing in a different direction and that's okay, but you're still friends. People can change circles in, within the bullseye as you go through different yep. phases of life. And that is not a bad thing. And that doesn't mean that you should try to keep the person in the circle that they are at a current time if they want to go to a different one. That's completely okay. Because at the end of the day, it's best for you. And so, like, that was just mind-blowing to me. Because I was like... It is crazy because it's like you have in your brain, yeah. like, almost an allegiance to, like, okay, well, this person was my best friend, so they have to stay in that category. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, if you're not necessarily, like, aligning on certain things, then that's like... That's okay. They can bump up to the next, like, what you're saying, to like, they can bump region. up to yeah. the next circle. They're, doesn't mean they're a bad person or they're, like, not your friend anymore. They're just going to a different... A different, a different circle in your life. Yeah. yeah. And also I think it even, it's applicable in the sense of like long distance friend. I can't say that right now. Wow. That really, I'm moving and this is like, yeah. Oh Rachel no. Are we going to crown this podcast right Maybe, now? probably. But... So fun fact for anyone listening, <laughs> Emily is now bumping to a different circle because I'm booting her to the dungeon of my circle of friends. No, I'm just kidding. Emily's moving to Texas in yeah. like, I don't want to say how long. Yeah. Very soon. I, yeah. Anyways. What I was saying is, like, <laughs> so even, so, not that I'm not going to talk to you guys, because I told them I'm literally going to face no, them every single sure. day. But you may have friends that you don't communicate with as, like, you used to in the past. That doesn't mean that, like, that friendship has to change or end or anything else. Like, it just means that, like, that friendship looks different. Yeah. And I think we all kind of get, like, really up in arms and we're like, oh my gosh, like, this is ending, this is bad, like, 
obviously you want to make sure you're doing what you can for your friendships because trust me, those are some of the most important things that you can develop in your life. But it's just like a different way of looking at it, which mm-hmm. I think is like a, a was a great example of doing so. I love her perspective on things. Um, she uh, shout out Dana. Changing. I'm going to send you this podcast. Dana, hey Dana, we actually all love you. We don't even know you, and we love you. <laughs> Another one that I have is stand up for yourself in every scenario. Men can be disgusting and girls can be mean, but you Mm -hmm. should know your worth. Exactly, Elena. So, I mean, I just feel like all of these just apply to every scenario in your life. So I just feel like I don't need to say that every time, but it's something that I think over time you start to grow Mm -hmm. and build up and that's your, your confidence, but also just like, your awareness and your, like, what am I trying to say? Just... Your, like, self-worth. Yeah, like, you're trying to... I'm, what's the your, verb I'm trying to say, though? Like, you're not awareness of your worth, but you just start to grow your that com- knowledge. Yeah, that and, like, you yeah. being like, I actually know my worth and I am not going to stand for this. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of times, like, when we're young... Not to say that we're old yet. I mean, we're a little older than a quarter century, but... It's fine. It's we're still fine. Young. Um... It's a hard thing to kind of deal with and be like, wait, no, wait, I actually, I am worth something and you shouldn't talk to me like that or like you shouldn't treat me like that and I don't deserve that. Yeah. And we take a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Like we take a lot of stuff growing up and you you grow each time you take something. Yeah. But if you're listening and you're younger than 25, you need to know that you should never in any circumstance put up with anything like that. No. If something is, if someone is talking down to you, if someone is saying something derogatory to you, if someone is making you feel less than, that should just never be the case. And if that's a friend, then you need to cut them out or you need to call them out for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. If that's a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you need to figure out what that looks like because in no relationship ever... Should you feel like you are below that person ever? And, like, I wish I had just, like... The thing is, is, like, a lot of times you may may know that you're worth more, but you don't know how to defend yourself. yourself. And I think growing up you start to realize, like, and start to learn how to do that. But it's hard in the moment. And even, like, I was talking to someone recently where... It was more so someone that, like, we knew and it wasn't a boyfriend, it wasn't a friend. It was just, like, more of an acquaintance that, like, said something to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and it was like, I, I, you freeze a little because you're like, how do I? How do I handle this situation? How do I handle this situation? How do I defend myself while also, like, remaining professional while also, like, de-escalating the situation. Like, it's a very hard situation. It's a hard, yeah. So, like, this can kind of go for, like, a lot of different situations, but at the end of the day, no matter what age you're at, it's very important to stand up for yourself. You're the only one at the end of the day that's going to do that. You, Yeah, you're the only person that can advocate for yourself. So, so make sure you're doing so. So you have to make sure. There's mm-hmm. literally no excuse to not. You have to. Yeah. And I just wish that I had done that earlier in my, oh my gosh, life. Same. I mean, I, I feel like I just started practicing that this year, yeah. like this year. And I had this written down, literally same thing. Being the bigger person doesn't mean shrinking your feelings, mm. have standards, stick up for yourself and just kind of become comfortable that sometimes being the bigger person is a really lonely path to take. So it's like exactly finding the balance between, cause I used to always think like, okay, well, 
my grandma, she was like, take the high road, take the high road. Always take the high road, I know. Like, always do that. And I was like, okay, I will. So it was just like, I'm going to be the bigger person. But I would be the bigger person, but a lot of the times, like, it usually wasn't in the best way possible. Like, I was kind of just letting someone walk walk all over me instead of, like... like Being the bigger person isn't being the nicer person to be stomped on. No. It's like you have to find balance with being, you know, the person that is handling it in the most mature way, but also in a very assertive way of like, okay, I understand. I'm going to handle this professionally. And like, and a lot of times probably more kind than the other person is. But at the same time, I'm going to set some boundaries in the sense that like, you're not Mm going to treat me that way because I don't know, like. My sister and I always joke about it. We're like, wow, some people really are okay with just, like, not caring about anyone else's feelings at all. And, like, what? And, yeah, we always talk about this. We laugh about it. But it's, like, at the end of the day, like, you want to be known for the impact you leave on people and how you make people feel. And so, like, if you're walking all over someone, if you're making someone feel less than, like, I don't know. I just never want to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. And maybe in some cases I like I have and I really hope I have not because that's something I've always strived not to do. But like, yeah, it is hard to find balance. It is so especially as women too, because like our whole entire lives, hopefully this will get better. Like we are taught to be more, you know, I don't know. Like it's just like you're taught to kind of like submissive. Like, yeah, submissive, like, you know, be kind, take it and be professional. Deal with it and just and, like, move on yeah. and don't cause a problem. And I know there's a lot of female listeners who saw this podcast. So it's like, no, like you deserve to stand up for yourself in any situation possible mm-hmm. because you are worth just as much as any any man, any situation, anything else. Like it's okay. Yeah. to be assertive and have opinions and have those emotions and like it's very valid so it's like make sure you know if you want to take the high road absolutely do it but don't forget about your feelings don't put them in the back seat of the car like it's not mm-hmm. they deserve the front seat they deserve the driver's seat they you deserve to be in the driver's seat another analogy at all times i did like that that one it really just came out i know that was like your own i i feel like too there's a fine line of like you want to demand respect from other yes. people while also not being a dick. Yes. So it's like, and then like being a woman, it's hard because we're looked at differently already. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, don't, don't cause problems. Don't be the drama. Also going off this, this is such a tangent, but I've been talking to a lot of friends about this. Women. Tell ne- me. Negotiate your salaries. Like. That's so random, I know, but, like, same thing about, like, you want to make sure that you're, like, demanding respect. Like, demand your self-worth. Demand, like, what you deserve in a job and, like, what, like, is worthwhile for you. And, like, I know that this is probably, like, way more well-known now, but I've talked to so many of my female friends, and I think transparency and, like, talking about how you're negotiating things is so important as you go into your adult life Mm -hmm. because, like, it just isn't talked about as much as it should be. No. And, like, in her career now for three and a half years, like, I'm, like, we need to talk about these types of things. What's crazy is, like, I, in my last job, I talked to my coworker at the time, and I, we were, like, out getting a drink or two, and I was, like, not to be weird, but we got hired around the same time, like, just curious, and she's, like, no, 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 wait, before you even say it, like, we need to be talking about this more, and I was, like, okay, I'm glad we're on the same page, because... 
we, if you don't talk about it to other people, you're never going to know and you're probably being underpaid. For sure. And you're in the dark. You're so in the dark. you need to just be transparent. I know it's like money is always like weird. And like we were having this conversation the other night and it's like, yeah, it might be a little like weird, but it's like, no, at the end of the day, like this is benefiting everybody. Yeah. And you deserve whatever you feel like you deserve. And if you're talking to someone and you're like, wow, like, or even in the same situation, like same mm-hmm. role. And you're like, wow, that person's being paid a lot more than me and I had no idea and I've been here way longer. It's like, uh, light bulb. Let me, let me check that one out. Also, like, It's important. It's important to talk about. It's so important. And find a peer mentor within your industry and within your role that you can go to and really, like, leverage these types of conversations because it will pay off in the end and will also just, like, it gives you so much insight and intel to go into conversations with leadership and they're going to respect you way more because you, like... You're doing your due diligence. Like, why are you in the role in the first place if you're not doing your due diligence to be the best possible person in that position? You so, know? so, question to follow up, because, like, I feel like a lot of women deal with this. It's, like, how do you approach it? Like, what is your advice for, like, approaching that kind of conversation with somebody else? Yeah, I feel like so many, <laughs> so many times, like, you may be talking to a recruiter. I feel like a first call, like... I don't know how everyone's just like, business so, works. Like, what exactly are you looking at? Are you looking as... for? Yeah. And like something I always like, like say what you want. Like, don't be afraid to be like, okay, this is the amount or say a range. Like this is the range, but make sure it's like kind of an upper range. Like yeah. not nothing like astronomical where they're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? But say a range that you feel like, and also do your research, do your research for like within the company, you can, you can always back it with like, I did the re- research, say, literally say the words, I did the research and I looked at what this kind of role pays. This is what I found. And this is what I'm comfortable. This is the range I'm comfortable, comfortable with. with. Yes. That's always a good thing. Like this is the range I'm comfortable with. This is what I was looking for. Like as a starting like salary, like that kind of thing. But I feel like a lot of times, especially the beginning of your career, like, you kind of get offered a number and you're, you just kind of just, just, like, like take yay! it. You're just like, yay! And yeah. it's like, you may not get, like, obviously you may not get huge negotiations at first. And this goes, like, very different for very different, like, industries. But just, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like so many girls, like, there definitely are resources out there to leverage. But I just wanted to say that because... No, I feel like it's super important. I've talked about it now in the past week with four of my friends. We are all looking at, like different jobs, different promotions, different things. And we have all had the same conversations about it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad we're doing this. Yeah. It's so important. Also, it's like, that's all going back to like knowing your worth. Like if you know you're great at your job, set your range up, be like, this is exactly what I'm worth in this role in this moment. And if you want me, then like you'll take it or they'll counter. And it's like, that's the whole negotiating part, but it's like, Especially if you're looking you're for an internal promotion, like quantify what you've done, mm-hmm. like quantify like the, what you've gets was always a big advice that I got, like starting my career is like quantify your achievements and show like the worth that you brought to your company so mm-hmm. that they can bring you, like they can also bring you worth as well. So you gotta, you gotta ask for an ass value for a value. Data is key. Data. <laughs> I had to do a pitch <laughs> contest. And Elena really picked up on the one key P. I'm going to make you do our next pitch contest. I'm all over it. I used to work in ransomware. I'm all over it. Cybersecurity, baby. Cybersecurity. Okay. That was kind of a crazy tangent, but I thought that that was super important as women. We love tangents on this podcast. Um, Okay. Let me think if I have. Yeah, you're next, I think. We've really had good segmentations, like, into some Yeah, we're kind of, really these are very similar, that. I know. Okay, I, since we're going into, like, a completely different segment, I told Elena I really, really wanted to focus on this because this has, ch- I know I've said these things have, like, changed my life, but I am not kidding. 
this one word I have probably used a million times in the past year. It has changed everything for me. If I'm having a bad day, I literally will just say this word to myself and it is reframing. Reframing mm-hmm. will change your life. I know you're like, Emily, what the hell does that mean? You are on some therapy bullshit right now. And I'm like, that's crazy, probably. But also, like, no, <laughs> reframing <laughs> will change your life. It is as simple as, like, literally, you could have gone on, this is a very, like, small analogy, the worst day of your entire life. And then you come home and you're like, I really hate dating life. I'm single forever. I'm going, yeah, no, no, literally just it's reframing is as simple as being like, that is going to be such an amazing, funny story to Mm -hmm. tell. And it will change your emotions, how you feel. It will help you find like the beauty in the smallest things in life, the laughter, like the funniness, like it will make you turn a negative to a positive, like so fast. It takes a lot of practice to get there. But it will get there. Like, you will get there. It's just a complete game changer of your entire life. Like, I just feel like that alters, like, your your entire mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And so, another analogy that I was reading, like, this nice little self-help book situation. And it was saying, like, so reframing, they kind of use, you may, the sun's always going to rise, all right? So, like, you think of, like, analogy of sunny day, good day, cloudy day, shit day. So, even on your shittiest day... The sun rose that day. You just can't see it. Mm. And then also, like, the book talked about, like, you're on an airplane and, like, you may be in a certain altitude and all you can see is just darkness clouds. But then at a certain altitude, you can see the sun again. So it's, like, all you have to do is just, like, lift your perspective high enough to completely change it. So it's just, like, that's, like, how I kind of view reframing is, like, you just have to lift your perspective and change it. And then you will see, like, such a clearer picture, such a better picture. It's so good. It's... Again, it's so I, good. Like, I have probably used that word a million and ten times, but it really is just reframing. Like, guess what? Redirection. What is it? Like, rejection, redirection. Yeah, like, that's kind of reframing. You're like, that didn't work out. Great. Something else will. Like, mm-hmm. let me focus on, let me put my energy towards the things that are meant for me versus the things that are not meant for me. Well, and I also like the whole reframing of it all because I think there's a lot of people that are out there that are like, especially on social media, that are like, If you want to change your life, start with the mindset. And it's like, what does that mean, babe? Like, what does change my mindset mean? Give me a quick example. Yeah, you're like, what what can I do for that? What can I (laughs) physically do to change my mindset? Like, and it's reframing. It's just reframe the situation. And it's like, that's the first step into completely like shifting your entire mindset. I think it's really cool. It's, it's so good. And it's like, can be so simple. Like, it's just the smallest It's really not that hard. It like, I, and sometimes you kind of feel like you're like, tricking yourself <laughs> but at the same time yeah, it's like, like almost yeah because if you're not used to it you're like this is this seems fake like I feel like I'm faking myself out by just saying something of like how this is positive when really I feel like pretty like terrible about it but it's like no like once yeah. you like work on it enough you see it affect your life and you're like okay that's not fake that mm-hmm. really does play a big difference so mm-hmm. Again, a small little change you can make. A small little change. All right, so the next one I had was a boy's never worth losing friends or fighting with the people that you love. Oh my gosh, no. Literally not. Um, basically, men ain't shit. And I think we all say this, but... It's really hard when you're in the moment. Exactly. When you're in the moment and there's feelings involved, it's hard. And I wish that's like... I wish that it was just... You could just be... 
you could like kind of out of body experience and like float out of your body yes. and like look at it at your friends and your family's perspective and be like, shit, I do need to get out of the situation. Because it is, it's like, you're so wrapped up in it. You can't see the clear picture. You can't. And it's... You really can't. But I don't know. I just think that like... And don't be trying to reframe that boy. Don't be trying to reframe uh, that uh, boy Don't use better. our... Don't no. be using one piece of advice. No. No. <laughs> don't put this reframe spin on it. Absolutely not. But I think at the end of the day, like, in figuring out, like, okay, is there an issue here? Like, <laughs> wait, actually, can I have some more? It's just me mixing red and white. <laughs> yeah, that looks like a nice rosé now. It's kind. Or I just said it's kind. Okay, that's good. Um, Thank you. I think that, okay, now I forgot what I was going to say. Hold on, hold on. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. If there is any, like, slight issue that... I th- okay, this is what I want to say. At the end of the day, if your friends or your family come to you with any concerns or any issues with somebody that you're seeing, that you really need to take into account and maybe not, like, brush over. Because I think a lot of the times, like, yeah, you're like, no, no, you're like you don't know him like I do. That's the worst line you could ever say. Literally every single time. And you're like, and it's ah, like, yeah. And then it's like... You don't know him like a wheezy him right? either. So it's like when you're out of the situation, then you're like, God, like, why didn't I listen we, to you? And it's like, because you were so wrapped up in yourself and so wrapped up in the relationship, which is fine. But like, I wish that you would listen to us because we know you and we know what's good for you. And exactly. it sucks because when you're in it, you, for some reason, you feel like everyone's against, against you. Against you, yeah. And because I hate that. It's just like, uh, again, like... I, guys, seriously, listen to this piece of advice because from all three of us sitting in this room, literally was on the couch last night with Rachel and we were dying laughing because, <laughs> hell yeah, okay, I'm going to read this line from Rachel. Rachel's quote, if you have to prove your man to someone, he's not the one, it should be easy. And hell yeah, Rachel, 1,000%. It should be easy. That is actually, I'll let you finish, but then I want to say something on the, But literally, like, we were all three on this couch last night, last night, laughing so hard because the only fight Rachel and I have ever <laughs> been in, in our entire, like, friendship. And, like, Rachel and I, like, you, this was just such a, like, random moment, too. We just don't even have tips. We, we don't. Like, we just don't even have tips. Never. Like, it nothing. was over a guy. <laughs> and we were just laughing so hard. It's like, that's when you know, though. That's yes. when you know. Yeah. And I was like, the fact that Rachel and I are having a fight about this, like, and again, it's the same with, like, me and Megan over, like, other guys. Like, the only times we've ever had a fight in our entire friendship, seven years, guys. And mm-hmm. it's been two fights. Over two different boys. But yeah, Rachel and I were just giggling because, like, we yelled at each other at a party and then I ran away and she followed me over this boy that, like, really was not it for me. <laughs> it was really crazy. I actually was there for this, I will say. Yes. Yeah, so... I didn't know Emily in the way that I do now. And so I saw the fight going on. I felt really awkward and I, I, I kind of did a little shimmy and, like, tried to dance on them. And then I realized they were fighting and then I left. But that night, you guys, like, made up because it was, it, honestly, that was, like, a, such a, because I really didn't know you that well in yeah. that moment. And I was, like, Emily came, like, back to Rachel's room that night and was, like, I'm sorry you got into the fight. Like, I know. Like, I know. And I was, like, this is a really mature situation. What is happening right now? This was crazy. It was a mature fix, but, like, obviously, I didn't, like, I well, took Nothing it, really changed, I, I took but... it to heart, but, like, and I knew, again, my intuition. And guess what? Did that relationship well, end that's well? What I think no, was ta- it did that's not. That's what I think was talking. <laughs> your intuition came, was why you went back to Rachel's room. If you get super defensive when your friends bring up an issue with a guy, like, 
there's a reason you're getting defensive because I guarantee your intuition confirms it as well. Yeah. And when that happens, which is exactly what happened with me and Rachel, is I was like, yeah, you're completely right. I can't say this next statement I was about to say because we can't say it to the listeners. Um, Mm-mm. <laughs> no, but we know. But you were going to compromise what you didn't want to compromise. Exactly. On. And you shouldn't have to do that for someone, like, at all. But, um, and then he broke my bathtub, so that's really crazy. Yeah, and he but... broke your bathtub, and that was crazy, like, for real. It was so loud. And I thought, like, because we were in, I was sleeping with Rachel, we were cuddling and things, and I was like, the tub is, like, really do be running, like, it's, the tub is on for a really long time, like, what's going on? And I was talking to Rachel about it, and she was, <laughs> and she was, I was like, Rachel, the tub is on. Like, why is it so, like, still going? Like, what are they doing? And Rachel was just like, yeah, that's crazy. I don't really know. And in the morning, I was like, what happened with the bathtub last night? And Rachel was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Rachel was sleep talking to me. She was responding to sleep talking. But anyways, no, that was a crazy night. But I do feel like your intuition, your gut is what sent you back to her room to be like, I'm sorry. Like, I know. And it sucked for me to, like, see, to, like, look back now and be like, oh, like, you really were compromising the one thing that you didn't want to compromise on. But it was like, you're so wrapped up in it. And it's like, how can we, how can we check ourselves in that moment, though? Like, I wish that there was, like, a fix that we could, like, give people now or that, like, and I think that we can do as people now. And we said this in the last podcast, but, like, this simple line, potential is not permanency. So, like, basically for me, I was looking at this Mm. person's potential and, like, what he could be but like was he treating me like that absolutely not like no it's the table analogy all over again if you are ever in a relationship wait give the table analogy for people that didn't hear the so the table analogy is like look at what people are bringing to your table or are they taking things away from your table like the only person that can feed you is technically yourself but also like you want to make sure you're with someone that's being able to offer things to you as well just as you want to be able to offer things to them as well But are they feeding you a breadcrumb or are they feeding you a buffet? Those are very different things. Are you starving for their attention? Starving for, like, more them to treat you better? Because if so, you're just going to be hungry for the rest of your life. Like, you don't want that. Like, you want to be fully fed because you deserve to be fully fed. And if they can't do it, you can do it for yourself. So walk away. And so that's, like... I wish somebody had hit me with the table. I wish somebody would have hit me with the table, like, from the ages of, like, 20 to 24. Yeah. (laughs) With some of these things. And, like, we all learn. You have to go through these things to learn. So, like... Well, the only reason that we have lists and lists is because we've been through the ringer. And it's, like, you learn from situations in your life and mistakes and whatever. It's, like, it's okay. So, give yourself grace. Because, like, that's fine. And also, like... As much as I hate to say this, like, the other person is probably also figuring out themselves, and, like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, let them do that. And I think that that's a... I'll go into another one real Give quick. Give it to me really fast. Another really important thing that I think is important to focus on, especially with breakups and relationships... Let me find it in my my notes really fast. I want to say, last episode we did this kind of thing, you had a notepad and I had my phone. Yeah. Today I really came out the notepad and you came out the phone. What's that about? And I love it. Oh, I have two actually. I'll read them. They're kind of quick. The first one is, I have never regretted a relationship ending. I've regretted staying in it for too long. And that has been, and that's kind of what we're saying is like, we wish, Elena's raising Not me literally having the, I said never, I've never regretted a relationship, but I 
took serious lessons from each one. Exactly. And, like, I think the thing is, is, like, these relationships, like, be thankful for them. I know that's a really weird thing to say, especially if they end in a really bad way. But, like, be thankful for them. And then that kind of goes on to, like, my next one, which is a lot of the times if, like, your relationships end in a bad way, like, our first thought as humans, and, like, as we said in the beginning of the episode, like, having anger, having resentment, having all that kind of stuff isn't necessarily a negative thing. Feel it out, but don't keep it. Yeah. Because all you're doing is hurting yourself. So, for instance, I feel like we go through breakups where they, like, may go through, or, like, it may be a bad breakup or someone really hurt us, and we want to just hold that anger. We want to, like, make them feel the way that we feel. That's always the number one thing. I want them to hurt the way that I hurt. But, like, if you couldn't really affect their emotions when you were in a relationship, how do you think you're going to affect them when you're not in one? Ooh, and that is a hard pill to swallow. Hard pill to swallow yeah. But it will set you free because it's very true. And then you're you're able to focus on yourself. And honestly, like, even the some of the people that have, like, walked over me the worst or, like, have treated me the worst, like, I genuinely do wish them the best because it's only shown me that those were not the people that were meant in my life. And I let go of something that was in my way to something better. 1,000%. And so, like, that is a hard thing on when you're, like, sad in your room and everyone's, like, happy or they're happy or they're with someone. I had someone ask me the other day, like, oh, this person that you used to date, like, seems to be in this happy relationship. And I'm, like, I'm really glad that they found someone that, like, they could be with in a better way because I want that for myself as well. And if we couldn't do it, then, like, why would I want to hold on to that? That's mm-hmm. not a relationship I want to Well, that's be the in. thing. It's, like... If you're holding on to, like, regret in your relationship, that means you're holding on to, like, to a the grudge. Yeah. And, like, to them and in the relationship. So, it's, like, for your well-being, like, let go of it. It's okay. Like, that, it sucks that, like, yeah, maybe it didn't work out and maybe something, like, big happened that, like, is the reason it didn't work yeah. out. And that sucks. It really does it suck. It really does suck. You're allowed to be sad about it, but at the end of the day, for yourself, you have to let go of it. Yeah. And it can take you a minute to, like, wish them well. Like, it oh, it will take a you a little bit. Yeah, I'm thinking for sure. of very specific people that I'm like, <laughs> you can absolutely go fuck yourself. But like now I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good where we're at. You hurt me in that moment. And like, it sucked. But like, you're in a relationship. I'm in a relationship. Everything is we're good. We're better apart than we ever were together. 1, so why would I want that in my life? And it's like, also like, we grow every day. Like, we were young. Like, it's fine. People, Everything yeah. is good. And we've learned. We I'm sure you've learned from what you did, and I've learned from what I dealt with, to yeah. be honest. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're good. Like, everything's fine. But I think it's, like, holding on to, like, resentment, holding on to, like, the regret of it, holding on to anger is mm-hmm. only going to hurt you. Yeah. It's not going to hurt them. They don't care. Yeah. So it's fine. Like, grieve it. Like, feel it. Feel, feel it, it out. for sure, which is what we said. It's, like, reflect yeah. and deal with it. But yeah. then, like... For your well-being, for yourself, drop it. For sure. And, like, let yourself free. Like, let yourself feel happiness again. Like, it's okay. And I also think, like, there's just so many things where... So many relationships you can... What am I trying to say? So many... There are so many relationships that you can take small lessons from. So, like, in every single relationship, which I'm sure everyone relates to, it's, like, in every single relationship, I took a few things that I learned about myself. Not Mm -hmm. about, like, oh, like, that sucks. I don't like to be cheated on. It's, like, yeah, duh. But how was I in that relationship myself? Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to stand up for myself more. I'm going to do this more. I'm going to do this differently. It's, like, every relationship and every experience you have is just benefiting you. So, it's okay. It is. Like, take it. 
and then like learn from it and move on and you're, yeah. you're fine and I think it also goes into like this is the worst thing everyone says to everyone but like I'm gonna say it's true and you're gonna agree with me time really is important to heal mm-hmm. and I know like I literally said this in the It's new. probably the worst. It's probably, like, the, the worst advice thing. that people are, like, really? Yeah, they're, like, we all hear that. And I'm, like, yeah. I'm here to say, like, it's just true, which sucks. Because, like, I kind of learned it was true early on in life. And so, like, whenever I went through something that I was, like, shit, this is going to take a little bit. And I'm, like, that sucks. But at least I know, like, I know that that is true. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn that. But it's, like, time really does, does. change things. Because, like... As I said, like, I'm a complete, you're completely different. Everyone in this house is a completely different person from a year ago. Hmm. So it's like, even Gouda, we don't even know if she was alive, respectfully. I don't know. Gouda. But, like, time really does heal. And it's like, that's important to understand. And that's not just breakups. That's relationships in general. That is, like, situations. That's things and experiences that may have happened to you that really caused, like, a lot of trauma or a lot of harm. Like, it may take time to recognize that type of trauma and harm and, like, be able to speak to it and heal from it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that it's just comforting in a way to know that time heals, but also in the same way you're like, this is annoying. I hate this. Yeah. I want this fixed right now. This, I know. But it's like, yeah, it sucks in the moment, but then it's like there's hope. Like, there is There's hope. a lot of hope. It's going to get better. It just, you have to work it out of that moment. hmm Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Okay, hit me with a, a next one. Um, Okay. Okay, this is a little bit different because I feel like we've been talking about friendships and relationships, but this one is appreciate your body and everything it does for you. You will look back at how, I said you will look back at how hot you are and wish that you were nicer to yourself. That is such a good one. I I think everybody does. We deal with self-image and like body image and we're all the biggest critics of ourselves, yeah. right? Like, you look in the mirror and you're like, I want to fix this, this, and this. But then, if someone else looks at you and they give you a compliment, it's almost like you can't take the compliment. No. It's like, no, 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 like... Or, okay, why is this what women do? Let me just say this. I, like, saw this somewhere recently where it's like, if someone gives you a comp, Okay, say I'm like, Emily, I love your shirt today. And you're like, oh my god, no, it's literally, like, I got it, like, Marshalls for, like, $5 on We clearance. all do it. We all deflect like like the compliment. It's like you downplay it. It's like, no, no, babe, you look good. Like, just take the compliment. You don't have to, like, self-deprecate your outfit. Like, just be like... Meanwhile, Rachel's over there and she's like, no, I do look good on this Christmas card. No. Rachel, <laughs> okay, last Rachel night, literally wouldn't Rachel, the Christmas card. Rachel pulls up our Christmas card um, and goes, Wow. She I had looks a, no, really hot. No one was looking at her, like, no one was looking her way, so, like, when she said it, I, like, whipped my head over, because she goes, wow, this girl's so hot, and points to herself, and I'm like, yeah, she is, babe, she's so hot, and she's like, yeah, she's fucking stunning, and, so like, take a lesson a, from Rachel. Rachel Blake is her biggest hype woman, and that's all we need to, like, that's where you, that's, that's what you have to strive for. Exactly, Rachel. But that I'm saying, so it's true. like, women really do, like, we're, it's something that's, like, in our, I don't know, but we are not able to take compliments yeah. for some reason, and also we're Because biggest, almost in a way we were kind of told, like, we shouldn't. that way. Yeah, groomed like, we way. shouldn't, and then, yeah. I don't know, like, we should be, like, we, there's always more to fix, so why would we take a compliment yeah. if there's more to fix? And that's just not the fucking case. It's also, like, so... Rachel, Rachel had her hand up. Oh, Rachel, go ahead, babe. It's just, like, real quick. Real Project. Quick. Well, you know, when people are like, oh my god, I love your shirt, it's like that whole, oh, you know, it's $5 at Marshall's, blah, blah, blah. If, babe, I didn't ask where you got it from. Like, I, 
That's not what I... Did I stutter? So this one is kind of about, like, the journeys you take in life. Like, specifically, again, I know I mentioned, like, graduating college or just, like, you know, any phase that you're in. Not even just graduating college, but, like, moving kind of towards different different adulthood phases, I would say. And we, we touched on it a little bit. But always take chances and trust your intuition and gut. We've kind of already, like, touched on that. But don't hold on to the expectations you have for that experience. Sometimes nothing we planned happens, but the lessons and journeys that come from it show you exactly why you needed to be there in the first place. That's a really good one. Yeah. So I have now made a lot of really just cross-country moves so crazy. I knew you were going to say that. Got to do it a lot. I knew she was going to go with that. No, but... So I, when I moved to Austin, like, I literally had zero, I moved to Austin after college, and I'm about to do it again, so once again, oops. Um, but <laughs> I had, like, zero expectations for that move, and that was something I always wanted to do. But when I moved here, I had very set expectations about, like, what my life was going to be, what my future was going to look like, how the experience was going to be. Guess what, guys? Literally none of that happened. Not one, like, not one thing. Actually, the worst that could have happened for those expectations did. Yeah. And I am so, so thankful that that was the case. Almost better for it. it I'm a much better person because of it. Yeah. And it's, I wrote, I journal. I think we've talked about this in the last podcast. I was actually, I was, I sent them a text today. Like, journaling throughout your entire life is a crazy reread once you reread some of them. I um, wish I was better things. at journaling because I really do want to Don't worry, back. it's cringy for sure. But it's also like you get nuggets and you see just like progress. So it's really, it's really kind of cool. But I, um, I journaled this not even two days ago. I was talking about like, I am so thankful for the journey that I took by like taking the chance to come here. I knew I was supposed to. I knew I needed to. And even though nothing I expected happened, I got so much more than I could have ever, ever even planned for. And it's like, I'll get emotional right now. I'll cry for sure. Maybe. But, and I never even like, that was a hard thing to let go of though. It's hard to let go of like what you want your life to work out to be or what you want a relationship to work out and look like or a career or anything else. But I'm telling you, like, there's so much freedom. Again, there's so much empowerment. Once you let go of those expectations and you let what's supposed to happen happen, obviously you have to put forth effort, but, like, at the same time, it can be really, really hard to stick to those things when they're not meant to you, like, meant for you. Like we said, like, they're blockers along the way. Like, just let what's supposed to happen happen, and then mm-hmm. a lot of really great things will. Damn. Including these two lovely ladies in front of me. Yeah, I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was a, a big piece of advice. And so I have zero expectations for what my life's about to look like. But guess what? We're excited. Mm-hmm. So very hopeful. It is funny because it's like the phrase of like, when you make plans, God laughs, re- regardless if you're religious or not. But mm-hmm. it's like when you make plans, like hilarious. Because like watch life just yeah. like absolutely slap you in the face. Yeah. And I think like being open to change and being open to like, okay, what's coming my way is going to come my way. And it, whatever that may be is like meant for me. Yeah. That's like a really like tough thing to grasp, but like, it's a very important thing in life. It's like life is crazy. It's insane. Like so many different things can happen to you, but like, it's important to like, remember like, okay, like, yeah, this may be like a huge change in my life, but like Emily may be moving 
and it may suck. <laughs> but, like, there are bigger things for her, and, like, maybe this is all just going to, like, this all just makes sense, and it's going to fall into yeah. place. And, like, yeah, it sucks in this moment that, like, she's leaving, but it's, like, there's something bigger coming. coming. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, like you said, like, the slaps in the face, honestly, I sometimes favor the slaps in the face moments more than the really great moments that most people will look back on because they've provided me more knowledge and made yeah. me the person I am today more so than those favorable moments. Mm-hmm. And not that those favorable moments didn't like affect my life in the most positive way possible, but like you are who you are sometimes from the hard experiences that you go through. And once you again, reframing, once you kind of learn that like, those are the things that set you up to be better and to handle situations in life and in just a more positive, happier, I don't know, resilient way, you're gonna, things will start to change a little bit. Like, they really will. And I know that, like, everyone, what does everyone say, like, your frontal lobe develops when you're, like, 25, 26 or yeah, something? Yeah, I think, like, right now, like, 25, 26. Yeah. So, like, I kind of, like we said, like, you kind of all, like, already know a lot of these lessons, but then, like, you get to the point where when you practice them enough, they become routine. And then you're like, okay, cool. Like, I'm gonna keep doing this. For sure. And your life will start to shift in a more positive direction. It's like we've really, like, gone through a lot of life and learned all these things, but it's, like, now at this point, we are so aware of those lessons that, like, when they happen to us now or when situations around that, like, sort of situation... Not... Not situation around the situation. When something like one of these lessons happens to us, we're more aware of, like... And you're more, you have, you have the capabilities to handle it. Let me like do the appropriate steps. Because don't get me wrong. You will have shit days. You will have terrible days still. Like that was so sudden. That was so sudden. Those done roots really just came (laughs) out. You will still have really bad days. You will still have really bad experiences, but you will have more of the capabilities to handle them Mm -hmm. and to deal with them than you may not have had before. And I think that that is all you can ask for in this life. You will never figure it out 100%. No one ever will. So it's like, if you can at least just slightly develop things that help you get through it in a better way than like kind of winning a little bit, like pat yourself on the back, like keep moving forward. For sure. So, okay. Hit me. I feel like these kind of go hand in hand, which is funny that I left them both like at the end, but it's, Put yourself first always. And then the other one was, like, learn to say no. So I feel like those those go together in a sense of, like, you are the most important person in your life no matter what. And, like, this can be with small things of, like, oh, like, I don't want to go to the bar tonight, like, because that's something for me. Or I'm not going to do this huge change because that's not something that I'm comfortable with. Regardless of what it is, I think it's, like, important because... I've talked about this so many times on this podcast that, like, I've been a people pleaser my entire life, Mm -hmm. and only in the last three years have I, like, started to really, like, do things for myself and put myself first. I think it's important. I think it's important to, like, not always just, like, what's the word? Um, Not fold, but, like... Give in, maybe? Yeah, like... To not always give in to everybody, like, what everybody else wants, just for the sake of what they want. Yeah. If it's not something that you're comfortable with, or if it's not something that you really like, regardless of, like, the severity of it, you are the most important person in your life. Yeah. So put yourself first every single time. And that doesn't mean you're a selfish person Mm -hmm. at all. And, like, that goes back to, like, what we said earlier today with, like, the boundaries. It's, like, boundaries sounds harsh, It's not harsh. It's not harsh at all. It's just putting yourself first and, like, 
doing what you feel like is best for yourself. Because a lot of people already, like, a lot of the people do it already, Mm -hmm. like, set boundaries. And, like, I don't know, like, sometimes you feel, I don't know what I'm trying to get at here, but ignore that process, but, yeah. A lot of the times, I found myself, what is the fucking word? Starts with a C, not confiding, not condemning. Convincing. No, it's like you're, like, folding, like you're... You're, I don't know. I found that, like, a lot of the times I was trying to people please. I was people pleasing for people that don't people please for, for me. For others, yeah. So yes, it was yes, like, yes. I was doing whatever they wanted, but in return I was getting nothing. Yeah. So, like, if you look back on situations like that, or if you're looking at a situation in the present time, are you, are you doing... Are you doing something out of your way for someone that doesn't do stuff out of their way for you? Yeah. Are you... It's like the whole... Now we're back to the table thing. It's the table. But it's like... Always go back to the table. Don't change yourself for someone else just to please them. Or don't do something that feels, like, uncomfortable for you. Like, this this is so... This one is so broad, but just at the end of the day, like, you're the most important person in your life and you have to prioritize yourself in every regard. So that's, like... That's like having lunch. That's like <laughs> I just, looking at Rachel. I pointed to Rachel um, because Rachel puts her job first a lot of the times and not herself. Or like in a relationship, like let's not always do things for that other person. Like yeah. maybe do some stuff for you. Or yeah. in a friendship, if you feel like they're not really giving you anything, but you're always doing shit for them. Like there's just so many things that this can apply to. But I think at the end of the day, it's just really important to remember. That's all. And this is, like, a weird segue, but my grandma used to say this, like, all the time. Shout out, Goggy. But she used to say, like, clean under your own doorstep before you clean under the store- doorsteps of others. And I feel like you can kind of apply that with that, too. Like, make sure that, like, you're you're figuring out your own stuff first before you, like, try to figure out someone else's. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like, you may be doing something. You may be trying to clean under their doorstep, but guess what? Like, they're well, not cleaning under yours. And you need to make sure that, like you're applying that same energy and that can be applied in the sense of like what you just said and then it can be applied in the sense of like judgment as well. So it's like, she really was, she was on to something. She used to say things all, so the, wise like, all the same. That makes me feel like, uh, that makes me think of something as like, you may see a problem within your friend and their relationship. So say you're like, wow, that guy treats my best friend like shit. But you're in a relationship where your boyfriend treats you like shit, your girlfriend treats you like like shit, and it's like we you're you're almost projecting all of your issues onto that person because but you're not focusing Society on Society literally teaches us to pro- like project. Everything yeah. is projection. So make sure that like please don't project because like that is a really fun thing to deal with. No. And we all do it. We all do it. But like just that's a hard thing to even understand that you're doing it right to like acknowledge to it. acknowledge that you're doing it and a lot of people will not acknowledge that they are doing it mm-hmm. so that's like yeah that's a big thing too but yeah a little little tidbit from um middle of nowhere north carolina but anyways wise i had another one that i thought of and didn't write down like i thought of during this hit episode, me with it. and i forgot it so let okay, me just cool 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 uh, we don't have to put this one in, but also another analogy my dad always says is, uh, and I love it because I literally was raised on it, is it's not the grades you make, it's the hands you shake. I know I've said Ooh. that so many times. Shout out Dwayne Holmes. Hey, Dwayne. He 
once again in this episode. And that's just about like your relationships were, oh my gosh, can I speak? Your relationships will propel you through life. They, they contribute to your success as long as you're building them in the right way. And so like, obviously, yes, make good grades. Like my, he would say that my mom would be like, oh my gosh, please make good grades. And like, of course we tried, but it really is like the way you treat people is what you're going to be. And I know I said this previously, but the way you treat people is how you're going to be remembered in this life. So make sure that you're treating them well. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. And some people don't care about that. And that's maybe fine for them. But like, I don't know. I was just raised on the sense of like how you do that will not only affect your relationships, it will affect your career. It will like affect every single thing you do in this life. The random people you meet on the street, the random people you'll meet in a store, like the impact that you leave, the relationships you build in that quick minute that you may talk to someone in a store will like, could leave a lasting impact you never know mm-hmm. so just always make sure that you're shaking hands in the best way possible yeah I've always kept with me it's not what you say it, it's how you made them feel exactly and you can think that like you're trying to be all like smart or and you know like trying to prove something to somebody yeah just to feel or just to give off the impression that like you're cool or you're something but it's like nobody cares about that like if you're a kind human being that person that you just spoke to is going to leave feeling really good and remembering you for the feeling, not yeah. what you said. No one, especially me, I don't remember anything. Like, I don't remember, it's so hard for me. Sometimes I'll, like, hang out with someone and then want to tell someone else the story that what happened. And I'm like, what did I just talk about? And I don't like, know. Hold on. I don't even remember what she said or how did she and where did it start? No, it's how I felt leaving that situation. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, I just felt so good hanging out. Like, tonight, like, I hung out with two friends and I'm like, oh, I feel so good. Yeah. So good to see them. They're such good people. It's like, it doesn't matter what we talked about. Yeah. It just matters how, like, they made me feel and hopefully, like, how I made them feel. It's, I don't know. It's always something that I've thought about my entire life. Yeah. Very important. Um, overall, like, overarching lesson that you've learned, you're, you're 25, I'm 25, something that you're going to always, like, keep with you. We just mentioned so many things, but, like, what's the one, like, like, overarching thing? Like, can I pick one from it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, or just, like, a theme. I think the theme in life is, like, make sure... The table analogy will always be, like, such an important thing. and it thing really lands. Yeah, yeah. Because it encompasses so many of these lessons about, like, making sure that you're putting your feelings forward. You're setting boundaries. Like, you're seeing people not for their potential, but what their present, like, actions are giving you. That kind of thing. But I think, like... I don't know. Overall, like, the the two other big ones for me, so, like, table analogy, reframing, and boundaries. Those have been the three biggest ones for the past two years that I've really had to figure out myself and practice. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, like, we're not experts. Like, we, like, we're... Yeah, we don't have it figured out But fully. it's so funny. Elizabeth, shout my oldest sister. I'm I, the youngest of four, and my oldest sister is seven years older than me. And she is, like, my second mother. And we have opposite personalities, but, like, for the best reasons possible. And so, growing up, she would use this phrase on me all the time. You don't know, wait till you get to my age, you'll understand. (laughs) And I am stubborn. She's stubborn, I'm stubborn, but I was like, I know everything. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? And it is so funny because she definitely said this at the age of 25 to me when I was seven years younger. And I was like, I already know everything. 
she's 32 now. She definitely still says the same sentence to me all the time. And I'm like, no, I already know everything. No, it just shows as you continue to grow, you learn so much more. You develop so much more. So it's like, don't stop learning. I guess that's my biggest thing. That's a really that's good my, point. That's yeah. my biggest like thing is like, don't ever stop developing who you are and don't ever stay complacent. Always work on your self-growth because I feel like once you hit complacency is like when you hit... When you're going to run into problems. Yeah, you're going to run into a lot of problems. So always make sure that you're working on yourself and then again, like you're the, you're the only person that determines your life. No one else will. So, and you can't determine anyone else's. So make sure that you like always remember that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Elena, give me yours. Give me your. No, I want to end there because it was so good. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I think like all of what you just said, but I think like at the end of the day, like, yeah, Emily and I don't know everything. Um, we've just learned a ton, but like, like you just said, you, you, we're going to continue to learn. Yeah. And I bet in 25 more years, we're going to have 80,000 Are we going to do a podcast in 25 years where we're like Yo, 50? 50 lessons, That's crazy. 50 lessons we learned by 50. I love it. And then everyone's going to be like, Elena, why do you still have this podcast? <laughs> you should be raising your family. And I'm gonna be like, shut your mouth. Yeah. Um, no, but I think it's just important. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, like you're always going to learn and you're going to make mistakes. You're yeah. going to make mistakes. Exactly what I was about to say. And I think that's totally fine like know that that's coming but also like be your biggest advocate through it all yeah like you are the only one that's gonna look out for yourself so just do that and just be aware of like okay life is gonna really hand me some shitty hands like I'm gonna get I'm gonna have some tough obstacles to tackle and I'm gonna have really great days but like be your biggest advocate through that entire your entire life yeah um yeah, we haven't even gotten to marriage and family yet, so we're probably about to learn, like, 87 lessons eventually in our lives. We're going to listen back to this and, and probably like, cringe and be yeah. like, you, you, you idiots. You You absolutely You imbeciles. have no idea what's coming. Get ready. But listen, this is for, this is for, you know, this is for 25, and we've lived some life. Rachel, do you have anything? You've just been laying here, babe. What's yeah. up? Do you have any final words? Rachel literally is dressed for Antarctica as we speak. Um, I said that she looked like... Cuba Gooding Jr. from Snow Dog. So if you know the reference, you know the reference. I'm just waiting on my modeling agency to sign me, but whatever. no, you look chic. And there's um, one. Like, oh wait, no, go ahead. Rachel's like I, I actually saying, got this one from you take from Rachel is like confidence. <laughs> Rachel is one of the most confident people I know, and it's like super inspiring. So I only recently like just got confident. Well, I've I love always it, Rachel. been confident, but it's been more of like a like a confident on the inside, like a hidden confident. Now, I do not care, and I'm confident yeah. 24-7. I also think that really comes with age. It's like you it really does. grow into yourself, and you realize, like, oh, wait, I actually am the shit, and I'm proud of who I am. Yeah. It's just, yeah, being comfortable with yourself and literally taking all these lessons that these beautiful women talked about tonight. Oh, oh wow. And putting them into your life because you got to put yourself first. You're going to not take anything from anybody else. You decide your own happiness, and the famous words of our dear friend Miley Cyrus <laughs> everybody makes mistakes everybody has everybody those has days. days everybody, everybody knows, knows what what I'm talking about <laughs> everybody gets that way come I on know where that was going but I no one knows the words <laughs> no one knows it. 
I do it anyway. Thank you guys so yeah. much for tuning in to today's yes. episode. Thank you for having me on again. Oh my god, of course. We love you on this podcast. Well, I love being on it. And you're so wise. And um, I... Well, shout out Dana. We're sad you're leaving, <laughs> but I'm probably going to make you come on this again. And I we'll will just do happily it through Zoom. do it. Okay, yeah, well, I'm going to need to because I'm going to need to... We're speak. also going to do all... Sneak. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's... Teaser. So, teaser. Yeah. Um... We're doing a roomy episode, the four of us. We've done a couple of them before, so Rachel, Molly, and Emily will all be on the podcast, and it's more of like a Emily's leaving, so we're doing it really quick, and we're doing sort of like a... Like a recap. A recap of our lives this past year together, like living together, funny stories, memories from this year, probably a lot of like roasts, I feel like are coming. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Most likely coming in Molly's way, and she doesn't know it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she actually yeah. probably knows it, she but... um. Knows. I'm excited, but thanks for coming on. Yes, I'm so I'm so, so fun. Cool. Thanks, Rachel, for hanging out. I love hanging out with you guys. Amazing. Um, I felt like a little producer, like in the corner, like watching my producer off. Rachel. It was like producer Emily when Doug was on. Yes, yes. And she was eating eating my pho. Pho, yeah. I didn't know if it was ramen or pho. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Girl We Gotta Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. That way you never miss a new episode. You can also follow Girl We Gotta Talk on Instagram at Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast for live tweeting and all your favorite pop culture updates. If you want to watch full episodes, check out Girl We Gotta Talk on YouTube and find all of your favorite episodes over there. If you like today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the five stars or leave a review and let me know what you thought. I seriously love hearing your feedback. It really means the world to me. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.